0: The following
1: podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, star of The Real Housewives of Dubai, entrepreneur, wife, and mother of three, once divorced and now remarried to a much younger man, uncut and uncensored with Caroline Stanbury follows me as I live my life unapologetically and shows you that there is life after 40. I'm here to let you know that not only is there a life after divorce, but you have the power to make it your best one yet, just like I did. So buckle up and join me for the wild ride. So welcome back to another episode of Uncut and Uncensored, and today I am joined in the new year by one of my great, great friends, Dorinda Medley, all the way from New York. Welcome, Dorinda. I'm so happy you're one of my first interviews in the new year. So happy to have you. I love that. I feel honored. Yes. How is Dubai? It's gorgeous. Um, I'm having a dinner party after this. The weather is amazing. I'm lying on the beach. So it's kind of like really different to have the Christmas trees out and then go to the beach, isn't it? I mean, it's like I'm used to cold, but I love it. How is Did you
0: go away for a the holiday? Did you go away at no, all?
1: No, I, stay I stayed here because I'd been away. Well, I saw you just after BravoCon and I, I stayed here because I had my facelift, as you know. And Which is amazing. Yes. I'm so happy and I've never had such a reaction. So I decided to spend Christmas here with the kids and, you know, I had Gem here and everything. So it's been really, really nice. And I've kind of like... I'm going to tell
0: you something. You are like one of many people I think we're going to talk about this. That they go away for. I mean, usually we're all in such a rush to go away, make plans. I spent New Year's in New York City. I hadn't been in New York City for New Year's in twenty-five years.
1: No way. Yeah. Why do you think? I mean, New York. you see, if I was going to go away, that's where my kids are dying to go—New York for Christmas—and I think I might do it with because them next you know, year. We
0: all got on this hamster wheel of what we're supposed to do all the time, right? So the. For years, having Hannah, you would go home. I'd go to Stone Manor for Christmas. Then right after Christmas, we'd all pack up and go on holiday. And you usually had this holiday planned the, you know, March before. And and this year, I just didn't make any plans. I moved into my new apartment. Hannah left for Scotland to go visit her grandparents. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to go back to New York City I've never ha- I haven't had an opportunity to pull the apartment together really so I'm going to focus on that but just to be quiet and be in my neighborhood and enjoy this beautiful place called New York City and it has been the best vacation staycation I've ever had because no one is here New York is a totally different feeling when it's a major thing like New Year's Eve because it's this is a huge influx of people you know tourists visitors. And the city just is alive in a different way. You know what I mean? That I haven't experienced for 25 years.
1: I mean, I kind of feel the same about staying here. We all rush off to different places. We pay, what, quadruple the flight price to get anywhere. Uh And I was actually going to go and stay, I think, you know, Lucy, Lucy Doughty in uh, Dominican. And then my children go back on. They went back on the second. So I was like, why am I leaving? I can't leave. And actually traveling at this time of year is a nightmare. You know, it's not even fun. A nightmare. And staying here has been wonderful. And actually in Dubai, everyone's here. you wake up. You wake up in the morning,
0: and you really. It's and I don't know what it's like in Dubai, but this week I feel like is a little bit of a dead week. Like I am getting nonstop notices from people saying I will be back Monday. You know and Blah blah. You know this following Monday, because I kind of came back and I thought, oh my God, it's January. Okay, it's January second. I have to get going. I have to return all my emails. I did that. And then it came over me. This overwhelming voice came over me that said there's not a big rush. Take it slowly, slowly lean into 2024. Like I'm done with going into everything in a panic because that's how I run my life. Hannah says I color my world with chaos and I think she's kind of right because it's just, I don't know, I think a combination of, you know, after Richard passed and just kind of having to reinvent myself and always being on this housewife or ultimate girls trip sort of thing we're doing and being overscheduled and feeling like, you know, you're, you're losing time if you're not doing something constantly. Like, but it's okay to just be kind of lazy. Like I have your podcast today, then I'm going to go get my eyelashes done. And then I'm just coming back home.
1: Well, let's get into that's that. Okay, Because do you think that's, you know, we're both women in our forties and I feel I'm in my 50s. I'm okay. 59. Oh my God. You're 59. <laughs> I am. How did I not know that? You're 50, you look amazing. You just said to me you need a facelift. Really? You do not need a facelifter in there. How on earth are you fifty-nine? And fifty-nine. Well, that's incredible. So let's talk about this. So you have been a housewife for how many years was it?
0: Well, I was on the show for six years. And then the big controversy was I put on pause or fired, which is the opening of legacy again. People yeah. love to just beat Explain
1: that. what the legacy is.
0: So the legacy we just finished Ultimate Girls Trip for legacy. And what it is, is they take a group of ex housewives or housewives and they put them together. In this case, it was all the legacy girls from New York. How fun. And they send them on an eight day trip and they film us and we went to St. Bart's. So it was me, Luann, Ramona, Sonia, Kelly Ben and Kristen Tegman.
1: Oh my god! I think I saw a clip. One of you was inside. I think Luann was inside a plastic ball going in across the ocean. It looks hilarious. Is it must be actually really nice considering you're all now you know housewives. The original cast is gone to be able to Mm -hmm. reunite in this way and actually a much nicer way to do it.
0: Well, I'll tell you what's so nice about it is it's only eight days, right? Yeah. So you can. It's almost like going on spring break and being with all your friends in college again. It's not like when you film, listen, I loved filming full time. That was great too, but it's intense. Like you forget how intense it is and all consuming when you, you know, you're filming for almost what, four months. And this is great. Cause you go, you hit it hard. You have a great time. You come home, you collect your check and you're done.
1: Do you feel like you behave worse? What's great about it
0: is you get all the runoff of like being back on camera, being back in front of the audience you know the relevancy that I mean. Listen, there is nothing like Bravo, Peacock, NBC for the machine that creates relevancy, especially yeah. for women of my age. I mean, how many jobs do you see for women that can recreate their careers in their fifties, like Bravo, Peacock does? No, it, it's incredible. It really I'm always is. very
1: appreciative of that. I, I am too. I I you know I don't like all of this bashing of, of the network no. because I really feel like it's biting the hand that fed us. And if you don't like it, we don't actually have to be here. So it's no. like, what are you doing? Leave. It's okay. No one forces us yes. to sign the contract. No. We're under to
0: sign the contract. No.
1: And if you want to go, the door is open. Goodbye. And there's lots of people that well, behind us that want to be there. That's what's so crazy. It's so I'm funny because like,
0: when I first was off the show and people would be like, do you want to go back on if they have to go back? I was like, absolutely. So everyone started to call me thirsty. I'm like, listen, it's honest. And anyone that says they don't want to come back, I don't really believe.
1: I mean, why wouldn't you come back? It depends. By the time I left Ladies of London, I have to say, Dorinda, I was ready. I left, right? I asked to leave and that, you know, I was just done. But I always equate it to childbirth. Because, you know, I was done because I was tired and it was my family and it was stressful. So I didn't get to leave it behind when I went home. But, you know, three years later, living in Dubai, I was like, hell yes, I'm ready to do it again. Yes. You know, and that's, I think. Well, that's that's
0: I do think there is a phenomenon where like, you know, I always say that, that, of course, I was heartbroken when they let me go after season six, but it ended up being. An amazing opportunity to rest, to reevaluate, to change it up, to write my book, to get finally get my bourbon launched, my Blue Star Matter bourbon, and start to focus. People don't realize how all-consuming it is. They think we just film, and then you're done. It's year-round. I don't care how you cut it, right? And then you have to film it. Then you have to relive it. Then you have to relive it again at the reunion. And then you have to do all the press. So it was nice you know, my mother said at the time, you'll write them a thank you note that they gave you this year off. Right. Mm. And I got to tell you, it was was great because A, it was COVID. So I got to sort of lean into just being up at Bluestone Manor and just sort of saying, well, it's time to pivot. And pivoting is very important because I don't think if you pivot and you don't change it up, you can get stale. You can get a little bit overwhelmed or exhausted or anger, angry or disinterested. And when you have that time away from anything, even children, right? You know, it's a great time to just sort of exhale and stop seeing life in a ma- micro view and start to look at it more in a macro view. Because you do get very much like this when you're filming, don't you
1: think? A hundred percent. And it becomes your whole life. And actually when you step out of it, we've had, you know, nearly a year off now. So if not, it is a year off. So it's been great. Um, And, you know, some of the other girls are sort of itching and I am itching in some ways. I can't wait for it to come out. But in the other ways, it's been one of the most successful years I've had because I've launched two businesses. I've had time at home with the kids. I finished building my house. We bought land in Bali. I'm launching my master classes. like, hello, I couldn't have done this because I think you get so caught up in this sort of like the fighting and the, you know, partying and the stuff that well, goes with being fun.
0: It's like the ghosts of the past keep coming up. So just when you're sort of past it, then they're like, eh, next week on, you're like, what? Yes. because <laughs> So the rehashing kind of does something to your nervous system that you just, I remember someone saying once to me at dinner, can we just talk about something other than housewives? And I remember saying as a joke, but I kind of meant it. I don't really have much else to say because I'm
1: so in it right now. That's how I feel, and I, you know, I think what for those of you out there that aren't on reality TV, the rehashing means also forget just watching it. Every single day you have another housewife calling you going, did you see what she said about me? Oh, my God. And la, 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 la. And the phone. And, like, I've got to the place, like, where they actually know that I am the one number not to ring (laughs) because I'm like, oh, really? That's great. Bye. Because I can't get my head into it. I cannot. I can't put myself Well, I did
0: a thing towards this last couple of seasons where I just wasn't really watching it when it came out. And I also took myself off Google Alerts because I was becoming consumed by Google Alerts. And I just stopped sort of like being overly engaged in social media because I just took it. You're either the type of person that can just let it roll off and you can say you are, but I just couldn't. I was getting affected by it. So I kind of did the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no. And it helped me a lot because it does move on. People do sort of move forward from it. It is in the moment. So if you can just like not get overly consumed, all of it passes, but it's difficult. It takes a thick skin. Because you, people have to remember, you're filming with someone, but there's other filming going on. So you don't see what the other people are saying about you until the show comes out. So you're like, wait a second.
1: Do you feel like Legacy is wilder because you've only got eight days and you kind of hit it so hard that you kind of go like, it's like literally, as you said, spring break, Cancun, here we go, girl. Like Cancun, like was it wilder? You know what it was? There wasn't that high,
0: high pressure to overly perform. We could have really... We, You know, listen, the good thing about the girls that did it, I mean, except for like Kristen Takeman, who lives in L.A., we really do hang out together as friends. I mean actually, I was just on the phone with Loanne yesterday morning. I don't, you know, so we're, we've had this very long, deep relationship, right? It's like your girl's from London. It's like my girl's from London too. So it's more of an opportunity to really reconnect and you don't have to go so deep into drama, like, because you only have seven days. So you're not creating these long storylines that have to fester for four months. It sort of hit it, but it wasn't wild. It was just super fun and very comedic. Like I have laughed so hard. I got the episode six yesterday and I laughed. It's just hysterical. Like it's great TV. And I'm not just saying that because it's the show I'm on. I knew it was going to be good TV when we were filming it because each one of the legacy girls, they each are very unique separately. Like Sonia really is Sonia and Luann's very much Luann and Luann says these things and Ramona's Ramona and I'm me And it was great to sort of film again with Kristen Takeman because she's sort of grown a ton since she's been on. And Kelly, I've known for years, and she's got her quirkiness. So when you put it all together, it's like this cake that comes together that is just wildly
1: funny. I mean- I love all, watching all of you for a long time. Kelly, I felt like she drowned a little in Housewives when she was on. Well, I
0: didn't watch Scary Island until I was at... I didn't watch that episode about her until I was on the show. So I was actually watching her on the show while I was on the show. Oh, and it God. became like this big, this big meta moment for everybody. <laughs> Someone wrote in a a meme saying, "Dorinda Medley watching reality TV while filming reality TV is something I can't get my head around.
1: No, amazing. She was great TV, but I felt like it was just not for her. But maybe in these years, as I said, everyone evolves. Everyone wants to come back eventually. And, you know, it is such a great platform. Like the great thing is, I think I've never felt more settled and you know, in charge of my own destiny, as it were. And as you said, like as a businesswoman now I watch you this, you know, you've just moved house. I know that you've got, you've just redone your country house. Like, you know, you're a widow. Well, we did my
0: country house like four, four or five years, five years ago now.
1: But you're, you know, you're a widow and you've taken control of everything in your life. And that's a pretty amazing place to be. And to... It's amazing. And it's scary. You know, that, that coin has both, That's what I was going to ask you. Is it still scary? Because I feel like you've got your, I feel like because you
0: know, nothing is ever over a hundred percent. Listen, I love, I was, I mean, I say this openly, you know, my sort of journey as a young adult was definitely getting married and having a kid and keeping house and being a partner to my husband and dabbling in work. You know, I did DCL casualty, but really I leaned into that fully and it was a comfortable place for me because that's where I kind of saw my life. So when, you know, Hannah went to college and Richard passed away, it was the first time where I was just me. I wasn't Dorinda Sincala. I wasn't Dorinda Lynch. I wasn't Dorinda Medley. I wasn't mom. I was just me. And that kind of recreating myself and taking control of everything down to like figuring, you know, I didn't even know after Richard died, I didn't know who paid the Con Ed bill for our electricity at Bluestone Manor. One day I went to Bluestro Manor, the electricity was turned off. I'm like, huh? Because those things just got done for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And now I can do everything. I can, you know, I can rewire a lamp. I can create a brand. I can, you know, do my own taxes. I know exactly where I am financially all the time, but it's also scary because there's times where you're like, you know, I miss the companionship. I miss the partnership. I don't want to get married again. It's just, I've done it twice. You never say never, right? But I don't see that. But I do miss having a partner to lean on, to sort of have a moment with where you're like, you know, I'm not feeling great today, or I feel worried, or can you pick up these pieces for me? Can you lighten the load? Because it's a lot. Like Bluestone Manor alone, you know, requires managing people. I am managing people all the time. And it would be great if I had like... And no matter how many people you hire it always ends up leaning back on you, right? Because when the cat's away, the mice will play. So you have to constantly be on top of everything, right? So I do miss that. And I miss, like, you know, there's a lot. Of, I miss the weekends when you have a you have downtime. And Listen, I have a ton of friends, so I'm certainly not lonely. But, you know, of course you miss that companionship, right? And having someone to sort of lighten the load with, with a bit. Well, we but just, you have Sergio. Sergio's great. You two can always, you can bounce off of each other. You, you can trust him. You know, we live in a world where we got to be very careful about who we trust and who we
1: bring into it. Well, we discussed this a little bit at dinner the last time I saw you. I think New York can be amazing, but it also can be very isolating. And I have quite a few very successful, single, beautiful together women. And it's a hard place. And I think after COVID anyway, the dating world just became so much harder and, you know, throw in our ages. And, you know, the fact even that we are on reality TV or are public people, that makes it a thousand times harder to find the right person we were talking about it because I think you said you hadn't been on a date for ages. Yes. Yeah, and and I don't even know how you do that anymore. Well, I was, I was talking. I was strangely, I was at the Monkey Bar
0: last night talking about this because so someone came up and asked me for my number and stuff, and I said, "Well, why don't you give me your number?" and blah blah. blah. And my friend said, you will you call?" I said, "You know, here's the thing about dating in New York. I think it's a job. I think Ramona Singer did it correctly. She." Treated it like a job. She went out there. She said, yes, she would sometimes have three dates in a night, but she would have like a a coffee with one, a drink with another. And she really just focused and manifested it. That's what she wanted. The thing about me is I'm always in the constant state of movement. You know, I'm always running to Bluestone Manor, focusing on that, doing all these appearances, coming to New York. I think you have to focus on it. I think it has to become a priority. You know, and I think you have to, and I just haven't made it a priority because I get so stuck in my world that I forget that, you know, you have, I think you have to, again, slow down, manifest it, and make it a focus that I'm going to go on three dates this week. I'm just going to say yes. Like the person said to me, I said, well, why wouldn't you? He seems like a nice guy. I'm like, I don't know, because I just don't feel like it. But why don't I? Why don't I pick up that number
1: and say, meet me for a coffee? What's a coffee? you're all hearing it on here and I'm going to hold her to it. So if anyone wants a date with Dorinda, please do (laughs) DM her or me. I am going to, to put it out there and manifest it in the best possible fucking way. Cause everyone deserves a companion. And I feel that you need one and that we should, I'm manifesting it. I think I'm ready for one now. Like I'm ready. You know, I feel like
0: 2024, I know it because I'm a bit white witchy period. We've talked about this. There's, Changes are about to happen in my life. Like I've, I even, someone someone put out, well, they didn't put out. I didn't interview. I didn't interview with People Magazine. <laughs> and one of the questions, one of the questions, were you at Bluestone Manor forever? And I said, no, I don't think so. And it set the internet on fire. Doreen Matthews selling Bluestone Manor. Ah! <laughs> because people have this love affair with this Bluestone Manor. And it's not what I said. I just don't, I think there's going to come a time. I had a moment, Caroline, about, three weeks ago, I was telling someone where I came down my Remember, Booster Mars has been great for the family, for, for the branding, for the filming, for a retreat for me, a wellness place, a place to heal. It serves so much. So my parents are up there, but you know, it's changing now. Hannah is, doesn't come up so much. My parents are older, so they kind of don't really come and stay so much, you know, I think post-COVID people are sort of really hunkering down in their homes. Like I used to, I don't even want to have 16 people up for the weekend anymore. I don't know why. I just don't feel like it. Like I used to, these endless dinner parties. And I came down the stairs the other night. and It was like 2.58. My stairwell in the Berkshire was in the kind of landing. You know, the house is like over 100 years old. So I had that feeling. And I had this moment. It was like a shift in time where I could see like a family there with kids. And it wasn't mine. Ooh, that's... And then it shifted and I went down the stairs, but it was very real. And I don't know, you can say what you want. It's a vision. You say it's God, it's whatever. But I did. I do see that for the house. I don't see myself being 70-year-old knocking around 11,000 square feet of home, taking care of 18 acres. You know what I mean? No. I'm ready to start thinking about my life in a new place. I've, I've owned it almost 20 years. I've done it justice. Yes. And I'm a true believer, as you are, and that's why I love the way you run your life. Everything has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And it doesn't have to be sad. It can just be the rite of passage. I think we get stuck when we don't honor that.
1: Yes. Yes, it's a very important lesson to people because a lot of people hang on to businesses too long, hang on to, you know, because they started it, relationships, to relationships too long, hang on to homes too long. The, the art of letting go is something so freeing and so wonderful in the right circumstance that it's like, Correct. it's like a whole weight lifted off you. And actually, or people, I, I would love to give that gift to people to understand the lightness that I comes with it. I think, it,
0: and I'm going to tell you, I hate to say this, and I'm sure people are going to be like, I can't believe you're saying this. Women are the worst at it. The worst. I mean, I find even in New York City, the, the, the city is, is, you know, filled with women that are still living. They've been divorced for 10 years and they're still talking about it or angry about it or, you know, living as if they were living 10 years ago and they don't want to let it go, trying to hold on to the apartment, hold on to... This life that they once had, you know, I feel like I just know deep inside that it's coming to a time where I can see myself maybe owning a place on the beach. I could see myself maybe taking, you know, now that Hannah's settled, now that kind of I'm not on the show full time, like maybe I'll go back and live in London for six months. Maybe I'll travel for six months. Like I can and I'm I, I think it's so important that we don't wait too long. I'm healthy. I'm, you know, happy, I'm. it's a great time to venture out. What am I gonna do it,
1: at 75? You're exactly like me. The excitement that comes in your voice as you speak it means you mean it. And I think yeah. that as, you know, the wonderful thing that you just said is, you know, I've been in that house, it has all my memories for 20 years and I want to pass it on. Other women I know are like, oh, I can't, you know, I'm going to drop dead here, holding on to it, trying to like make mm-hmm. it work because they've had it 20 years and all their memories are there and you know it's that they're, they're two very different perspectives and I understand both but yours is the cup is half full you know and theirs is the empty one and that's what I really really it's a very powerful message to to give Well, I read somebody, I read somebody the other day and they said it really struck
0: me they said a, a colleague of mine, it was actually, you know, the Instagram has these great things and every once in a while, one will catch you. I can't even think of what it was on. But it said an, a colleague of mine passed away. She was supposed to retire in a year and she passed away. Within days, they cleaned off her desk. She lost all her vacation time. She, no one honored all the pictures and things that were on her desk. They all went into a cardboard box for somebody to pick up. And by the following Monday, it was as if she didn't exist anymore
1: wow. and
0: she was going to retire, you know? And that's how fast it happens. You got to grab the opportunity now because we just don't know. Like, and, and life goes on. I mean, I felt, I know it when Richard passed, people felt terrible. People were, te- but people move
1: on. It's a life very, it continues on a very, very fine line to what you know you're meant to do and having, you know, being sensible, obviously, and knowing that you've got people to look after and you've got to plan for your future. But there's also that absolute fear, not fear, but knowing that, you know, this is it and you're you're absolutely right. You can't do this forever. Sergio and I are planning the year right now. We're off to Serengeti next month. We're going to Ziggy Bay in two weeks. We're going to Australia. We're going to Houston. Yeah, we've got all of these and two two of them are sort of work, you know, these, these masterclass things that we're doing, but still we're traveling and we're just, we're getting on. And then I'm planning the trip with the kids and like, you know, I'm thinking about Bali. It's so exciting. And then sometimes the fear can hold you back because you're like, oh my God, all of these trips and you think that they're kind of indulgent, right? And should you be doing it? But they're not because, you know, I'm 48 and my kids, you know, yeah, this is Yasmin's last year and uh, with me. crazy, Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. And I, you know, she's just asked me for a girl's trip, which I have to, you know, really think about doing with her this summer. And, you know, this is the best. I'm at my best now. I need to go now and I'll worry about the rest later. Somehow it always works
0: out. It always works out. And I'm going to tell you something. The art of being selfish is not a bad thing. I used to view being selfish as like, oh, she's so selfish. and She always does what's best for her. and Look at her running off here. But now I envy it. I envy a woman that's a little selfish about herself. I envy a woman that's like, if you don't like it, it's too bad. This is my life. Because in the end, They're happy. I, listen, I am a people pleaser. That's just my natural state. I'm a, I I like to nurture. I like to give, but you know, people love to take and take and take and take. And sometimes that's not in my best interests anymore. Mm. Like it's very important for me to be selfish, even Dare I say even what, you know, I used to always, everything I did, every decision I made, I reviewed it with all the people in my life. First, my daughter, then my parents, then my this.
1: I'm not doing that anymore. It's nuts, by the way. Uh, There's something that's really annoyed me is my parents are 80. They they come here. My father's final words to me years ago was, I'm going to, you know, end up by the ocean somewhere. He is in a country house in England, which is gorgeous, by the way, don't get me wrong. But in a small village where he doesn't live, you know, doesn't leave a chair, really. So it doesn't even matter how big the house is which is something that they care about, they can't, and, and, you know, I keep ask, kept asking them to come here. It's the happiest when he's here, sunshine, you know, the, the older he gets, you can sort of just wheel him onto a balcony. I hope he's not listening to this (laughs) because wheel him onto a balcony. And, you know, now he says he's too old because they were waiting for my sister, my sister, who's still not married. And not going to have kids. So like waiting for what? And for my brothers to come home with their grandchildren. But they don't come home. They come home once a year. Well, once a year, they'd come to Dubai. Well, that's what I said the other day. I was like, I get this house even. I am
0: I mean, I don't want to upset people because people are in an uproar. But even this year, usually I go, I hire a team to decorate Bluestone Manor. I mean, 20 people come in. It's a three-day thing. Every room downstairs is done. Every bit of outside. I was like For what? People come home for two days. And then, so I did it minimally this year and I did a lot of it, which I also too was like, I've lost the art of enjoying of decorating because I've got it down to such a science with all these people that I actually enjoyed being part of the decorating this year. And it was kind of a relief because we do all this stuff or I do all this stuff for people to come spend the night, spend a couple days, eat, have fun, enjoy my decorations, enjoy everything, which I love, and then go off. And they should. And I can't be resentful because Hannah wants to go to Scotland the day after Christmas. Go. Yeah. And I'm going to go to New York and hang out. And I'm going to go to some cheeky bar and have a drink on New Year's Eve. <laughs> so what does
1: Team you know Dorinda, what Dorinda look like now? So, like, do you, have you pared down your business and your, your, the people around you and taken it more in-house, taking control well, you know, I, I have this
0: great team that just I've had because I grew up in the Berkshires and my great grandfather built Bluestone, helped to build Bluestone Manor. He was one of the Masons and we're like deep seated in the Berkshires. So I actually have a lot of the people that are the grandchildren of the original people that ran Bluestone Manor working there. You know, you've got to keep a house like that in good nick all the time because it just, it's it's a project you can't let it go you know the minute you start letting it go downhill it's a disaster but what i've done is i'm not so i'm not going to be so quick like i have to rush up there as much i want to enjoy new york city i want to kind of redo get this apartment done
1: what does life look like for you day to day now here so you run your business in new york from yes. you have an office there or you, you have
0: Bluestone a Man of bourbon, which I have a great team lab mm-hmm. spirits to help you with that. That's done exceptionally well. You can go on the website, com. You know, I've got a, three or four appearances I'm doing, which I'm very excited about. You know, I'm working on this new, I did a saying in my legacy where eagles don't fly with pigeons.
1: I just saw that. That's brilliant, by the way. Very, very so, good. So,
0: we're starting this. Carrie Ann, who I work with, my agent, we we're, we're just had a meeting about it. It's so funny. We're starting a subscription sort of thing that's called the Eagles, and people can come and meet and have talks. And it's like a membership thing. So, we're pulling that together by my radio show on Sirius XM. Make it nice on Thursdays, every Thursday from 11 to 12, which I love. So, I'm doing that. And then just, you know, I don't know. I just seem to be busy every day. There's always something going on, something to be involved in. And this summer we're going to redo these. Last year I did a hugely successful garden party at Bluestone Manor, sold out in seven minutes. No way. No way. I literally decided, you know, people are always asking to come to Bluestone Manor, and I really don't want people in the house because I couldn't figure out the insurance and the liability And it has beautiful grounds. So I said to Carrie Ann and Dave, let's just open up the grounds for the afternoon for two hours. We'll sell tickets. I'll have a little tea party. And let's see if anybody comes. So we did like 100 tickets. And it
1: sold out in three minutes. Wow. It was crazy. It's fascinating because it, it's so overwhelming. I'm experiencing that right now with my Divorce Not Dead masterclasses. I mean, we're very lucky to have the following we do. And that's what we were saying about the platform. 100%. People love us and they support us. And, you know, I think when they stay with us and it's, you know, quite humbling at our age to be able to, you know, start these things and have have the platform that we've been given. Because... listen. I'm going to do this thing next month where I'm just going to do a lunch
0: in the city with 16 people. It's for our first Eagles lunch. We're pulling it all together. And already I put it out there for five minutes and people are like, I'll come, I'll come. So I said, maybe we have to make it bigger than 16. Like, I don't know if you find this, but there's not enough time in the day to access everything we should access. Right. There isn't. No. There's so many opportunities. That's and it. People
1: just, Yes. Being grateful for the opportunities that we still get, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people, I think we see the opportunities and everything. I have 38 people flying from America to meet me on January 22nd. Can't quite believe it for two days That's crazy. that I'm actually adding another two days. So it's quite overwhelming and I'm going to be doing a lot more of this but it was the first one and I didn't really understand that anyone would come <laughs> but I had to do I had to well, What it is you can't believe when they got is just the one you're doing in Houston that's a speech these are people that want to come to Dubai so basically we sell the trip to Dubai there but it's it's fascinating it's a, I'll tell you about it another time but they're great and then you they come they spend two days with me right now I'm busy planning the two days and it's going to be so much fun. And I'm really excited to meet everyone. Yesterday I did 96 calls, well, the last two days. And then a lot of people decided to come on the trip from those calls too. So actually, yeah, really fun, really, really fun. So I can see that the lunch with you, I would pay to come to that because it's just so, I think it's the access It's the giggles and people love to feel part of a community. That's why I decided to open up, back up Divorce Not Dead, because actually there are a lot of like minded women out there. And this year, I feel like there's a lot of hope, especially with the world the way it is. And it's it's been a shitty year for everybody. You know, for everybody and the things that going on, I actually deleted all my news apps. I can't read it. I can't take it anymore. I just really yes, cannot. No. And I want to give people hope and to have fun with people again. And I feel like, as you said, oh, after COVID, people were scared to be in even, you know, in contact with other people. It's true.
0: We were we got desocialized, and it was a very funny thing to get re-socialized and what that looked like. And the world was such. The world that we pre-COVID was such a different world post-COVID. Post-COVID. It was not an easy re-entry. No. I mean, i got to be honest with you. After COVID ended, I longed for that period because I I'd gotten into that routine, right? And, and once you got over the fear and you kind of leaned into it, I was like, okay, well, this isn't so bad, right? This is, but then getting re-socialized and getting back on a schedule and getting up every day and getting out, it was hard.
1: It was really hard. I think the great thing about you, Durinder, and I think that you're going to teach a lot of women is, you know, uh, again, very publicly, we have seen you reinvent yourself many times. You know, that is very inspiring for people. You know, you could no. you could fall at any part, as you said, being fired. Not many people have the guts to say, I would go back. I want to go back. You know, most people go, oh, no, 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 it's mutual. You know you know what I mean? That takes balls. Yeah, no, I never
0: said any of that. I was like, this
1: is not mutual.
0: I'm heartbroken yeah. and I want to go back. Yeah, no. But that's And, you authentic. know, I thought that honestly, people at first were like, you know, people can be mean. They're like, you deserved it, da, 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 and you're thirsty. And I was like, well, call it what you want. But I love my job. And yeah. I'm proud to say I love my job.
1: And look where you are. And I'm good and at it. And you're back. You're back in it, in a, in a better way for you. And I-, I Well, it's my second, quite frankly, it's my second Ultimate
0: Girls Trip because they did they took over Bluestone Manor and they did a whole Ultimate Girls Trip number two up there. So now I'm on my second
1: I'm one. actually slightly jealous. I belong on Ultimate Girls Trip with you rolling around in that sand Let one me over.
0: tell you something. Ultimate Girls Trip are where it's at. They are so fun. They send you to the most fabulous places. It is, I could do one- Once every three months. Oh my God. I'm telling you it's the best. And I think that people really enjoy it because to see this dynamic, obviously not on the legacy one, because it was all the old girls, but to see like someone from Orange County, someone from New York, someone from New Jersey, someone from all together, I think it sort of like freaks people out because people forget that we all know each other. So- you know what I mean? So it's weird when we're all interacting together because, they, they, you know,
1: Bravo is a big family. We see that at BravoCon. Well, that's why BravoCon so fun. You know, we all yeah. get into a room and we all love it. And I love the dynamic of that. I hope they do BravoCon next year. Why wouldn't they?
0: I heard that there was whispering that they might not do it because I guess there's, is it the Olympics next year or something?
1: Oh no, I heard they were going back to Vegas, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, well, I love it. I love Bravo. Absolutely love it. I'm at the first there. I love it's it. the
0: Olympics of that Bravo housewives.
1: It really is. And just catching up with everyone and re- remembering why you do it. I mean, for us on Dubai, we're very out of it. We don't, you know, obviously because we're so far away and we're only Series Two hasn't even aired yet. So it feels. Quite far out. So it's really nice. When is that airing? I think March, April, maybe June around there. That's what I've heard around the same time as New Jersey, I think.
0: Isn't it wild how we people don't realize that we don't really know as much as everyone thinks we know?
1: No, we're the last to know. All the bloggers find out for us. Uh, last, Last to know anything. Anyway, you know, look, it's a ride. And as I said, you know, I think the great thing about this year and women going into you know our kind of era we're all taking control and we're all feeling a little bit fabulous I'm feeling fabulous this year I did my facelift for me I'm I'm working more than I ever have and it doesn't seem so scary so you know thank you so much Dorinda for joining us today
0: I am I think 2024 is going to be a great year to sort of find your pace be happy make sure that you're doing you know declutter. I'm decluttering, doing a lot of stuff that isn't that important. I'm really focusing on what's important and letting the rest sort of fall away. And that includes some people, you know, I'm just not going to, you know, for me, sometimes there was a panic just to not just be afraid to say no. And I am saying no, and I'm really trying to line things up. I was saying to Carrie Ann this morning, line things up and really focus on the few things that are important to me.
1: I think that's a good one too. Decluttering people. Yeah.
0: Declutter. Declutter. Declutter right across the board. And that's what I'm doing in this apartment. I refuse to bring a lot of stuff in this apartment.
1: Well, there you go. You all heard it. That's your takeaway. And I actually just did that. Pillars, health, wellness, finances, and work. And then focus on each column. That's exactly what I wrote down in my journal yesterday. Well, that's the truth. You know, and that's what you need. So thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, download, and rate and review. Thank you, Dorinda. I love you. It was great seeing you. I love you. I hope to see you soon. Oh, for sure. Thank you for listening. You can catch my new episode of my podcast every Wednesday. Please don't forget to follow so you don't miss any of the action. I want to hear from you. So leave me a rating and a review. Follow us on social for all the behind scenes action and more information at Uncut and Uncensored by Caroline. See you next week.